And welcome back in the day after the conference championship games. In 20 minutes, we'll tell you what lessons we've learned, not just from this past weekend, but from the NFL season as a whole, 13 days until Super Bowl 58. And it will be a rematch of Super Bowl 54. It'll be the Chiefs. It'll be the Niners. This time, though, out west in Vegas. Uh, But Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid, an opportunity to add to the legend, perhaps continue building that D word dynasty relax um and for the Niners a chance to get their first Super Bowl win since Steve Young got the monkey off his back it's been that long even though they've been back a couple of times we'll get into all that throughout the week and of course next week as well Uh, lightning bets coming up before we wrap up the show as well sounds like we got a bunch of angles on the NBA and some props we're already throwing in some sides we already like early for Super Bowl 58 as well But let's talk college hoops as we started to do just a couple of moments ago. Uh, BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Make sure you're watching the show on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL or on YouTube as well. 50 days, 5-0 until the first four in Dayton. We're that close. We're now about seven weeks away, less than seven weeks away from Selection Sunday. A couple of big losses over the weekend. We saw Kansas drop one on the road at Iowa State, although the Cyclones were favored by four, four and a half in that one. Auburn goes on the road as a road favorite and loses at Mississippi State in the SEC. Texas Tech with a big win as a dog at Oklahoma. We've seen Oklahoma take a couple of hits in the last few weeks. Duke escapes at home against Clemson by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin. They did not cover, though, as they were laying seven and a half at Cameron to Clemson. And now we're at a point, guys, where Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology has five, if not six, Mountain West teams in or right on the bubble. There's a chance that if Nevada were to get in as well, you'd have as many Mountain West teams in the field this year as the ACC and the Pac-12 combined, perhaps? I mean, that's a real possibility. Um, We could talk about the weaknesses of the ACC, perhaps, or maybe we should talk about the fact that maybe, especially after San Diego State's run last year, the Mountain West is actually legit, I say, with a question mark, Joe. I mean, we, we talk about how these conferences align themselves, especially coming down the stretch every year. It's one of those conferences where they don't at least at the top of the conference, you look at it and go, okay, I could see this team beating a power five, power six team any other night of the week on a neutral floor. Yeah, I, I'm i torn on this one because for years it's been a conference that gets a little bit of hype. People you know, cheering for, for the little guy to come through, and then they've been disappointing <laughs> year after year. But last year you had the, the deep run in the tournament. So are people more likely to back the conference? Maybe we've heard Jimmy Patso's come out and pick a different Mount West team every single week and and tell you how much he loves those teams. Um, They're teams that are probably going to be in that five to seven range. Like the projections that I've been looking at San Diego state net five, like you mentioned in the six Utah state, Colorado state, um, New Mexico might, might be an eight. They're in that eight, nine range right there. But you know, coops, even much more than football is closer than it's ever been. So you don't need to be a top four seed like we used to look at. Like yeah. the fives and six, like there's not much difference there between the these five through eights. 
than these three, four seats. So, I mean, maybe it's not about the conference. Maybe it's not about the teams in the middle. It's just the top and the middle. There, there's not much difference anymore. Yeah, and I think some of these teams are interesting when you also look at Kempom, some of these Mountain West teams like a New Mexico, somewhat balanced, you know, maybe we were just a year too soon on thinking some of these Mountain West teams could make some noise in the tournament and perhaps one will, you know. I would have to do some more research on all of these teams. Like I really want to do a deep dive on the mountain West. I've been watching a lot of their games to be totally honest, but I think that this could be a good year. There's so many teams that seem pretty good and could make a run. The one thing you can say is that they are amongst, let's see, one of four conferences for what we'd call, I guess, power conferences. If we want to call them that, um, uh, mm-hmm. four of the big conferences that has a mm-hmm. team with five or more road wins in it. That's it. There is not a team in a major conference with six or more road wins yet this season. Um, and if mm-hmm. you go through and look at, at with five road wins, you've got, for example, like uh, Creighton in the Big East. You got Memphis in the AAC. You've got uh, North Carolina in the ACC, and then you get to Utah State in the Mountain West. Um, as we roll along here down the stretch, and we, we were talking about uh, the home road splits earlier and how that's been, it, it's, I, I can't recall, honestly, guys, the home court advantage being as great as it is this year, a- any other year in, say, the last five or ten. Like, it, it feels like it completely changes the game. And, and you have to... It, it it completely alters how you look at every single one of these things. It's why when we look like, for example, at Duke, Virginia Tech, Houston, Texas tonight, you you handicap them differently, Joe, because you, you don't know what you're going to get on the road. At, and, and this is beyond like, this was a thing in the Big 12, has been a thing in the Big 12 for a couple of years now, right? In the Big 10, right. it's been a thing for a couple of years. But this has proliferated itself, spidered itself out to every major conference now where you don't count on anything going your way on the road. You don't want to to compare college and NBA too much because they are just very different worlds and there's management going on with certain star players and all that. But I will also add that over the last couple of years in the NBA, the splits are pretty wild. Like teams with elite star power, they're championship contenders, and sometimes you go on the road, they're they're around an average team. They're around 500, yeah. but at home they dominate. Like We're seeing more and more of this with basketball. And I, I think it probably leans toward what we were just talking about, how everything is just so close. That, that big, big middle, which is going to yeah. be most of the teams in the tournament, that if you're looking for that big separator, if these teams truly are closer than ever before, that home court advantage matters. It's fascinating that in some sports we're saying home field, home court, not as much as it used to, mostly the NFL. It's like it's closer to zero than three now. But, you know, in basketball, it it certainly shows that the the travel and that advantage of being at home, uh, the, the rims that you're used to, it matters. Well, I guess that brings us to Texas or Houston at Texas, right? 
Houston, yeah. yes. five and a half point favorites on the road. Houston, number one in adjusted defense. They like to play slow, but Texas at home hosting this really good Houston team, I think is interesting because this is a dog, even though as much as I love horns down that I might pick to cover um, just because of that home court advantage. And they do seem to play really good teams. Well, um, they recently beat Baylor and Oklahoma. So I don't think they're going to be scared of this situation. Yeah, it's, this is the one we were talking about. Let's go or hell no. This is the one that I've had a, a, tougher time with so houston they've had their road struggles they're what two and two on the season on the road um and this might be where you have an adjustment going on because ken Palm makes this an eight point game but we're looking at five five and a half right now in the market that's that's a that's a big gap right there you have texas off the byu loss over the weekend they've got another a number of home losses this season with as great as Houston's defense is across the board, it's really uh, it's really tough to back Texas in this spot for me. <laughs> I, I have such a hard time with this because, you know, Houston has looked a couple times human on the road, um, but Texas mm-hmm. has been so wildly inconsistent, and that's the thing for me is is you know Texas. Um, it, They'll have an ugly loss, and that like the one to UCF a couple weeks ago, right? And then they bounce back, and they look like they're fine in their sea legs again. And then you mentioned the BYU loss, and and can we only attribute that to home and road splits? And I, I think it's the other thing is, and I mentioned this last week, the way these new teams in the Big Twelve are adjusting or maybe not adjusting to playing on the road in the conference or playing at home even in the conference. They're they're new to this thing. Houston, I know, has been an elite-level program for the last few years. They shouldn't have as hard a time adjusting, which is reflected in the numbers. But Texas is down there. You look at the league standings. They're down there with BYU and Cincy and UCF. And so I, I, like you, Joe, have a really hard time backing Texas on this one. But... Yeah. I think kind of to the point Paul was making earlier, this is kind of a hold your nose and trust what the trends have told us to this point. And, you know, I don't want to say blind bet, but it's it's a cover your eyes bet anyway. Like when I used to watch scary movies when I was a kid, I was just cover my eyes and kind of half watch it through my fingers and be like, yeah, I, I might not watch this thing, but I'll place the bet and then I'll kind of just – check it on my phone, check the score in the app, and then come back around and be like, yeah, we were right. We called it. And be like, whew, I, sweat, I was sweating that thing the whole time. It could be. I, I also, uh, Paul, get to you in a second. I don't, I don't want to overreact to the BYU game too. Like this is, that was a tough spot over the weekend because obviously high-profile match in this one. And then before before that they had what? Was it, uh, was it Oklahoma? I believe like this mm-hmm. is a tough tough run a big rivalry game so man maybe maybe this is the one you bet on better apollo are you betting on texas or passing no like i wanted to and then i just like i couldn't make the case like their defense yeah. not only like is houston's defense really good texas defense has just not showed up at all um and houston so what's the path to a texas win houston just goes ice cold and it's a rock fight so you could play 
team total. Like if I was going to play any sort of team bet, I think it'd be the Texas team total under 62 and a half. I guess you could play the higher team total of Houston uh, under 67 and a half. But I do think, again, Texas defense has been so bad. Um, just looking at the numbers and Houston is very efficient on offense. If like, again, the eye test, we've seen them go cold for stretches. We see it every year. Uh, they do have some sharpshooters from three LJ Cryer for one. Uh, so it's like, do we play props with him or some of their other guys over one and a half over two and a half threes, I think, but for a team bet, I would go Texas team total under 62 and a half. Um, the other game, though, like I, I could get to the window, and I will get to the window with Vatek plus three and a half. Uh, but I, I, as it's it's Texas or nothing, I'll say that. But I, I just can't get there with them. I think I'm right. I think I'm in the Texas or nothing spot. And, and, and again, I think I end up depending on. Give me another. What when's this thing tip? Like nine o'clock Eastern. Uh, give me another <laughs> eight hours to process this thing. And I think I'll end up go. Uh, this will be one where I'll have it saved the entire time. Once I found the number that I like, and it'll be saved, and I'll have it on the bet slip, and I'll go, nah, nah, I'm not, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not. <laughs> and then I, at like eight forty-five, I'll go, okay, yeah, and I'll and I'll do it. Uh, that that's what this feels like. And look, you're right. We may end up totally regretting this, Joe, by like uh, ten forty-five, eleven o'clock tonight, uh, Eastern time. But it. Every once in a while, I think when you see the trends going in the way that they are with um, with road teams, especially in the Big Twelve, uh, I'll, I'll end up coming back to this one. Um, let's let's talk Duke Vatek since Paul brought it up as the other one in this spot. Um, I this I I feel the reverse of this one. Like I look at the Hokies and Aaron. I I'm sorry. I, I this pro this probably ends up being a stay away for me. Um, I, Getting three and a half at home against Duke, I just don't think is enough for Virginia Tech in this spot. If you got me up to five, I think I'd think about it a little bit more. And Duke, one of the most efficient defenses in the country. I think this is going to maybe an under is what I was looking for here. Mm. I can't bet on it because I'm in Virginia, so I didn't look a whole lot at this game, but I would probably play the under with how good Duke's uh, to total defense is. Yeah, you know, maybe we get to that number, Chris, because we know it's a very public team where they're going to be. They're yeah. going to be on Duke for this side. Um, maybe it bumps up to a four, uh, but I'm on Vatek. Yeah, I, th I yeah. think between the two, this is a one I'm much more comfortable with. I know it's a shorter number, but it's a shorter number for a reason. This is going to be Duke's toughest road test of the year. When you look at a lot of teams that they've beaten on the road, I mean, this, these are teams outside the top 100. You know, Georgia mm -hmm. Tech, Notre Dame, Arkansas, not good teams. Vatek has been great this year. Um, obviously, the soft schedule early, but even getting into conference play, they're now 10-1 and one, uh, at home this season. So I'm, I'm going to back the Hokies. I, I do like the undercall too, Aaron. 146.5, I think it's the biggest total on the board tonight. Two teams that are right around top 50 or so and adjust the defensive efficiency. That might be the play under the 146 and a half. What have we learned now that we're almost to the finish line in the NFL with the Super Bowl now set? NFL lessons learned next right here on BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM.